0: You're listening to All The Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm of Price, coming to you from Book Riot. This is episode 293.5, and this week I'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two great YA books by authors who have new releases out next week that I am just so excited for. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. All right. So first off, I'm, I know this is all the backlist, but I'm really excited for um, two new books coming out next week, in part because they're by two of my favorite YA authors, and they are both releasing on the same day. And it's very exciting. So um, that is Melinda Lowe and Kristen Kishore. And I have loved everything that these authors have written. And they also don't often release new books. So you know, we're starting 2021 out with just something really special. So Melinda Lowe's new release um, next week is The Last Night at the Telegraph Club, which is an LGBTQ plus historical novel set in San Francisco in the 1950s. And then Kristen Kishore's new release is a YA fantasy called Winter Keep, uh, which is the fourth in her Graceling Realms series. But again, since this is all the backlist, I'm going to talk about um, two backlist books, one by each of those authors, in case you want to find a way into their work through a book that's already out and probably a little bit more readily available in your libraries and bookstores. So my first pick is Melinda Lowe's Huntress. So like everything that Melinda Lowe writes, it has really great lesbian representation. Melinda Lowe also writes across a lot of genres, Um, but this is her second novel and it's her second fantasy novel. It's technically a companion to her first book, Ash, but they can be read, you know, independently of one another. It's not like you have to read Ash first. I actually think I read Huntress first, but they're set in the same fantasy world, although like hundreds of years apart. So in Huntress, this fantasy world has, is experiencing like this huge imbalance in nature. Um, so basically everything's been thrown off. No one quite knows why. There are droughts and really long winters and very cold springs and crops aren't growing. There's natural disasters, food shortages, all this sort of bad stuff. So Katie lives in the Academy of Sages and she is the protagonist and she has been there for many years, but she's not really a student because she's never really been able to harness any talent or power. You know, she's really good at working with the earth and in the gardens, um, but she's never been able to be like a formal student. So she's shocked when she's summoned by the Academy leaders one day and the King is there and she's basically told that the King has received an invitation from the Fairy Queen to attend to her at her palace at midsummer, and that Katie's supposed to go along with the Academy's star pupil, Tyson. And so Tyson has had this vision that Katie's supposed to go with her, the prince and their large royal party to meet the fairy queen in her city, which is beyond the border of their lands. And like, it's where no mortal is allowed to cross. And technically speaking, no um, member of the fairy queen's court is allowed to cross over onto their side either. So Katie's absolutely shocked by this because she doesn't think that she has any real special talent or reason to be joining this journey, but a vision is a vision. And so she goes. And this journey is just unspeakably dangerous because there are strange creatures that have been crossing over into the human world. So their party is just attacked at every turn. This is a journey that's, you know, bound for disaster. But the girls are determined to keep moving forward and to reach the Fairy Queen's palace because it's the only way they can really save their world. Um, And soon, really, they can only rely on one another as they get farther and farther from home and really just beyond the bounds of all that they know to try and save their kingdom. And they also begin to fall for one another as well, which is pretty cool for them, except for it's also something that proves to be pretty devastating when they realize that it's foretold that only one of them will actually make it back. So, I really love a good fantasy quest, and this one is definitely a standout in my mind. I read it years ago and absolutely loved it, reread it again recently. I love Melinda Lowe's beautiful writing, and I think her writing in these fantasy novels just kind of has the lull of a fairy tale to it, and she really builds and expands her fantasy world so adeptly. I also love the relationship that blossoms between Katie and Tyson as they face danger and uncertainty. um, And, you know, the numbers around them are dwindling. I was really riveted. I raced through it both when I first read it and in my reread, both like just excited, but also kind of dreading the end. It's just a gorgeous fantasy. And it's a great standalone if you're looking to just escape for a short while without committing to a big series. But if you want to commit to a big series, uh, my next pick is Graceling, which is by Kristen Kishore. And Graceling is the first book in Kishore's fantasy series. It got tons and tons of hype when it first came out. And for very good reason. I think all of the books in this series are just really fantastic. So Graceling is the first one. And it's set in a fantasy world where certain people are born with what are referred to as graces, which are kind of like extreme talents or magical abilities. And they're not really explained. They, I mean, for the people, they aren't. It just kind of happens to people at random. And sometimes it's kind of even something that normal people fear. Um So usually you can tell that somebody has a grace because they have two different colored eyes. So our protagonist here is Katza, and she is the niece to the king. But she doesn't exactly live a happy and contented life of luxury as a member of the royal family, because Katza's grace manifested itself when she was eight years old as a talent for killing. Somebody was trying to come up on her and attack her and she responded out of fear and she accidentally killed this guy. So that was how they discovered that she's very good at killing. And the king has decided that, you know, hey, this can be pretty useful for me. So he uses Katza as his secret weapon to kind of keep power and control in his kingdom. And Katza absolutely hates it. She just does not relish in killing and hurting people. It just is something that she happens to be excellent at. And she has to work very, very hard to keep control over her own power and strength, despite the fact that she's often used as a pawn. But as readers will soon learn, she's also kind of got her own motivations and agendas. So this book opens with Katza working with the king's spymaster, and the secret sort of undercover rescue mission of another nation's king's father. And she is going throughout a palace, rescuing him, you know, very carefully taking out, but not killing all of the guards. And the whole idea of this mission is absolute secrecy because she doesn't want the king, her uncle, to know what she's doing. They are, you know, really successful. They almost get out without detection. But then she is stopped by a mysterious young man who's like going to take her on. And at first she thinks like, oh, this is going to be no problem. Like he's no match for me. But then once they start fighting, she realizes right away that he also has a grace and his grace must be fighting skills because he is almost nearly a perfect match for her, like move for move and ability. And just as she starts to get really worried that he's going to like hold her up and blow this entire mission, he just lets her go. He just decides, you know what? I trust you. I'm just going to let you keep on going. This really throws Katza because she has no idea who he is, what his motivations are. Um, She is not somebody that trusts easily for good reason. And as she's going to come to find out it's not the last time that she encounters him. So I don't want to give away too much more about this series because I think one of the great joys about Kristen Kishore's fantasy is just kind of discovering them for yourself. But I really love the world building. Um, It's just really excellent. She does an amazing job of creating this fantasy world with seven different kingdoms that definitely do not always get along. And the political intrigue is really fascinating. Um, And there's also a lot more to it than, you know, meets the eye when you first start reading the villains, like the villain in this book is so extra devious and frightening. The struggles that the characters face are really memorable. You know, I read this book for the first time. I I mean, I want to say it was probably 10 years ago or more than 10 years ago, honestly. And it has absolutely stuck with me throughout the years. So... It is the first in a series. Um, I absolutely recommend that you start with Graceling, although The Companion, Fire, is, was Kristen Kishore's second book. It technically takes place before the events of Graceling. You could read that one first. However, just be aware if you do that, you might stumble upon a few spoilers for Graceling. Um, but you'll definitely want to have read both Graceling and Fire before picking up Better Blue which is a really brilliant exploration of um, a fantasy country that is healing after overthrowing a tyrant, which, um, you know, might be relevant for current times. And the fourth book, Winter Keep, is the one that's out next week. And I so cannot wait to get my hands on a copy. So that is it for me this week, book nerds. I hope that you enjoyed this um, little tour through some of my favorite YA fantasy of the last 10 or so years. And I hope that you're well stocked with books for the weekend ahead. Thank you so much to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com forward slash all the books. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please show us some love by leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts because it helps other book lovers find us. And thanks as always to our sound editor, Jen Zink. Finally, if you want to connect with me or see pictures of my books in cats, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at of Price. That's T-I-R-Z-A-H-P-R-I-C-E. And I will be back uh, next week on a regular episode of All the Books with Liberty and with more backlist recommendations next month. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend.